You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 194, Creating a Culture of Engagement, Part 2. Last week, we started... Uh, this this two-part series just talking about how to engage the people that visit our churches. You know, one of the things I hear from so many pastors as I go in and a, uh, to, to preach or consult or coach or just to, you know, be a sounding board for them, uh, the question I hear so often is, how do I get visitors to stay? Um, you know, church says, you know, we have, you know, 10, 5, 10, 15, 20 visitors a week but we're just not seeing that reflected in the number of people that are becoming members, the people that are becoming active um, in our church. So how can we do that? And one of the things we talked about is creating a culture of engagement. Um, There's nothing worse than visiting a church and just not being welcomed um, or greeted or engaged. Uh, recently, I, uh, actually it's been about a year now, but a church that I was consulting with asked me to um, to come and to help them with some things and to help them create some systems. And so I just went out there on a Sunday. I told the pastor I was coming. It wasn't a secret, but I, I just went out there on a Sunday just to participate in a service. And I think I had one person come up and introduce themselves and shake my hand and thank me for coming. They didn't know me. They didn't know I was, you know, that I was actually, you know, working with a pastor. They just thought I was a visitor, but only one person out of about a hundred came up and said something. That's a terrible feeling. And you'll never get visitors to return. You can have the best preaching, you can have the best worship, but if you're if you don't have an engaging culture, if you don't have a friendly culture, a culture where people are connecting. You're just not going to retain those visitors. So I'm going to give you some tips. We gave five last week. I'll recap those in a second, and I'll give you five more ways that we can engage new people, visitors, uh, people who have just been coming for a short time, into our church to help them get integrated and become um, active in our church family. Before we do that, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Climbing Out of the Ruins. And you know, if you listened last week, I'm highlighting my fiction series. I've written seven nonfiction books um, about a variety of topics, but I've also written a uh, action-packed thriller series called the Zombie Terror War series. I was a police officer for 30 years, and so I enjoy writing about those kinds of things. The Zombie Terror War series is about federal law enforcement officials read group of heroes or group of experts or whatever you want to call them, um, dealing with a bioterror threat, a chemical weapon that kills people. It's released in America. It kills people, 
but then reanimates their bodies. And then that person actually becomes a weapon themselves as they attack those around them. Hence the term zombies. So, maybe this is not your cup of tea, but if you like an exciting, fast-paced novel, check out the Zombie Terror War series. The comments that I've gotten is the characters are incredible, and that's kind of fun because most of the characters are based on people that I know or have worked with. Um, There's, you know, like I say, lots of action because I love action. There's also a romance involved. Uh, My wife especially liked that. She said I actually got it right, which, you know, we've been married 36 years, so that's good to hear. But check out the Zombie Terror War series and book... Book five is Climbing Out of the Ruins. Um, I think it's probably the best one, but of course I like all of them. They're kind of like your children. Um, Do you like one better than the other? Eh, depends on what day of the week it is. Um, But uh, the Zombie Terror War series, Climbing Out of the Ruins, book five. There'll be a link in the show notes. Check it out. Well, all right, we are back. We're talking about creating a culture of church engagement, um, and this is part two. So, just to recap, last week we, we 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 said we can do several things to engage people. First of all, we meet somebody new. How about inviting them to lunch? Maybe even pay for their lunch. And if if lunch doesn't work, invite them for a coffee or something else. But engage them in a meal. There's something powerful about sharing over a meal and getting to know someone. Number two, a question. How long have you been with us? This is a great question to ask. It lets them say, well, I've been coming for a month now. Or it lets them say, well, this is my first time. And then you can, you know, begin to build a relationship. Number three, how did you find us? Did somebody else in the church bring them? That's always good to know. Did they find us on the internet, or were they just driving by, or was there some crisis that brought them to church? But how did you find this? Find us? That's a great question. Number four, if you're not sure if you've met them or not, have we met before? You know, our church has gotten so large now, there are times when, you know, I'll meet somebody and they say, yeah, you know, I've been coming for a year or two years or whatever, and that's always embarrassing because I'm one of the leaders, but it happens. And so I always like to say, hey, have we met before? And they say, no, this is my first time. Or, yeah, we met, you know, six months ago. And I had recently had somebody tell me that, yeah, yeah, we just met a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. You know, when you meet a lot of people, you have to be very intentional in uh, in trying to write names down and and remember them. Um, And then number five, the one we stopped with last week, was introduce them to other people. You know, if somebody comes in and they're visiting and you find out they're a lawyer and you've got another friend in the church that's a lawyer, connect them. It's a great way to connect people. If you find somebody's a plumber and there's another plumber in the church, connect them. If um, if it's a single mom and she's got two small kids, introduce her to another mom with small kids. Remember, people aren't looking for a friendly church. People are looking for friends. That's Rick Warren's quote. And and, and we can connect people to other people, and who knows where that relationship might go. So that's the recap. And then today, I'm going to give you five more. The first one is this, open up your home and invite people over. Now, this can be intimidating for some people, and this is not always easy, but there is something powerful about having people over, especially new people in your home. 
years ago when we started going to to the church where we're a part of the part of the leadership team um the pastors invited us over to their house for a meal after we'd been coming for a couple of months and i found out that at the time the church was you know wasn't so large that they were able to to do that eventually they couldn't do that anymore but at the time they were able to invite every new family over for a meal and how powerful is that to be able to sit down with the senior pastors and talk to them and ask them questions and get to know them but even if you're not senior pastors just inviting people over to your house for a meal. And if and if it's uncomfortable, invite two or three couples over because then you don't have to carry the conversation. Be intentional about it, but invite people to your home. And again, like we said, there's something powerful about engaging over food. And if if, if you're home, if, if it's not big enough or if you're just not comfortable inviting people to your house, then we'll go back to what we said last week. Invite them out to lunch or invite them to dinner or invite them for a coffee or something. But engaging over food is a powerful thing. Next, how about this? A spontaneous phone call or a text. Now, I don't like talking on the phone, but I will do it from time to time. But I love when I can get somebody's contact information to send them a text during the week. Um, And just say, hey, you know, it was nice to meet you on Sunday. Hope to see you again. I'm praying for you. Whatever. But a spontaneous phone call or text goes so far to helping people get connected in the church. Just knowing that you're thinking about them. It wasn't just a random, hey, how you doing? But you've got, you you, you actually intentionally said, hey, can I get your number? And now you've got their contact information and you can text them and say, hey, you know, this is David. You know, we met on Sunday and, you know, I just wanted to say it was nice to meet you. I hope you have a great week. That's a powerful thing. It takes 30 seconds out of your day, but it's a powerful thing to help create a culture of engagement. Even something as simple as, hey, you know, it was nice meeting you. I just wanted to let you know I thought about you and was praying for you today. Wow, how powerful is that? I mean, I like getting texts like that. So something like that, a spontaneous phone call or text. Number three, how about a handwritten card? Now look, I'm a guy, and I don't really like hand writing out cards. First of all, my handwriting is atrocious. But every now and then, I'd say probably once a month or once every couple of months in staff meeting at our church, we'll do that. We'll pass out thank you cards, and we'll be encouraged to write two or three to people on our teams, people that we know, people that have you know serving with us. And I've had so many people come back to me and say, you have no idea how much that card meant to me. Because it, it's, it's not done anymore. Um, when I was a police officer and I was a sergeant and a lieutenant, there were several times that, that I would actually write thank you notes to people on my team for doing something above and beyond. And I'd just send them a little thank you note. And I can't tell you, I'd say probably three, four, five times I would go by their office or go by their cubicle, and I'd see that thank you note tacked to their 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 peg their uh, their board their court board. You know, it means something. It means something. So sending a card, and if you don't like sending cards, okay, send an email. We've already mentioned sending text, but just sending some type of communication to let them know you're thinking about them. But I'm telling you, you send a handwritten card. You've got a friend for life. My daughter is one of the best at this. She sends cards out every week, and people are so impacted 
by, uh, by, by that. Another way we can create a culture of engagement is by engaging people on social media. What do I mean by this? Social media is, somebody actually compares it to the water cooler. Remember in the old days, you know, everybody would take a break. You know, you'd get out of, walk out of your office and you'd go over to the water cooler and get a drink and then somebody else would come over and somebody else would come over and you'd stand around and you'd talk about what you did over the weekend or you'd talk about a movie you saw or you'd talk about the football game or whatever. But the water cooler was kind of where everybody came and took a break. Well, today, that water cooler has become social media. People engage over Instagram or over Facebook or LinkedIn or um, uh, Twitter even. You know, but that's where people go to, to engage, to talk, and to chat. And so even though you see somebody in church, connecting over social media during the week is another way just to stay in touch. You know, I love connecting with people over Facebook because it kind of gives you a window into their soul. What do they post on their timeline? If it's on Instagram, what kind of pictures do they post? And it, it gives you some insight into what is important to them. If they post a lot of pictures of their children, obviously their children are important. Um, you know, what else do they post? What's important to them? And and just commenting on a post here and there just as one other way to engage with them. Um, don't be afraid of social media. It's not going away, and it should be something that Christians, and especially Christian leaders, are using to their advantage. Engage with people on social media. Like their photos. Um, give a comment on if they share something that, that, that impacts you or that, that makes you laugh or whatever. But just staying connected in that small way lets them know that you want to, 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 to build some kind of a relationship with them. And then the last one. We've gone over nine things over the last two weeks. The last one is this. If we want to engage new people, if we want to engage visitors in our church, if we want to help people really get integrated into the life of our church, number 10, we need to listen more than we talk. Now, this can be really hard. We all love the sound of our own voices. And, you know, let's face it, we're all the center of our own universe. We can't help it. It's just the nature of, of who we are. But, you know, if I'm going to engage somebody, it's so important that I let them talk, that I ask questions, open-ended questions, um, and draw them out. I love asking people about themselves. You know, tell me about yourself. Um, what do you do for a living? You know, tell me about your children. Tell me about your job. Tell me about your wife. Whatever it is, but let them talk. Because here's what's going to happen. When you listen more than you talk, and you ask that person questions, and you draw them out, when they walk away... They're going to go away thinking you are the most brilliant conversationalist they've ever met because you've let them talk. And again, we want to engage people. We want to help them get integrated into the life of the church. So I don't want to talk about myself. Obviously, if they ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. But as quickly as possible, I want to get back to them, find out about them. Because it's just like we mentioned on social media. 
I want to know what makes this person tick. I want to know something about them. I want to know something about their family. And by asking questions, that's what we're doing. Look, as Christians, we all know that God has called us to be light and salt. He's called us to be light in this dark world. He's called us to be salt in this world that's decaying. He's called us to be a preservative. But we only can do that if we're willing to reach out and engage those people around us. And you know, like we said last week, this is being recorded in December. Christmas is the best time of year to engage new people in your churches. It gets a, There's visitors that show up every week. There's people whose hearts are soft to the gospel, and they may not be soft again for 12 months. But use these opportunities to talk to people, to, to get to know them, to create a culture of engagement, and to help people find friends. Remember, people aren't looking for a friendly church. People are looking for friends. Well, now it's your turn. I would love to hear from you. What do you think? What is and what are some good ways to engage new people? What did I miss? I gave 10. There's probably a lot more. But what do you do to engage new people, to to connect with visitors, to help them feel like you really, really are glad that they're there and you want them to be a part of your church family? What do you think? I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com. Leave me a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. You can also stay in touch with me at david at davidspell.com if you want to send me an email. And uh, I would definitely encourage you to subscribe to davidspell.com. I send out my blog posts several times a week. Um, subscribers also get my subscribers-only newsletter that I send out once a month. So by all means, subscribe. Well, friends... Thanks for being with me, and until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to stay engaged.